let's talk about the best coaching option for you. Individual coaching sessions are for clients who would like a one-time session with me instead of jumping into doing my private coaching program. This is a perfect way for you to get some insight and receive some quick tips to help you in your life. In this session, we will talk about what has been weighing heavy on your mind or how to cope better with your own personal situation. Talking with me on these issues will give you the foundation of what you need to help bring more knowledge and self-awareness into your life regarding something you have been holding on to for a while now. If you are interested in a one-time session with me, please register below. Links are provided. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. We're going to talk about disrespect. You guys, all right, let's talk about this because it's something that's really, really common but I don't get enough attention being put on the different types of disrespect. And the reason why is because I think sometimes, honestly, I don't think people even realize that they are being disrespected. Um, I think their ego thinks that they are, but there's subtle things and not subtle things to really look out for. So, you know, the kind of stuff that happens when people are just saying something and tossing out a little remark here and there, or sometimes it's just plain insulting and you know you're definitely being disrespected. So let's get into the different signs. And I also want to talk about how we actually respond with when someone is trying to disrespect us. Uh, One of the biggest things that you'll learn throughout any of my teachings is how to really hold on to yourself, how to not just react every single time someone does something that is, quote, disrespectful, how to learn how to not come from your ego that says that you need to hurt someone back or that you need to say this hurtful comment or you need to try to cut someone at your knees or you need to start yelling and screaming and you need to roll your eyes. That's not what this is about. We're trying to learn how to be healthy. We're actually trying to learn how to rise above the ego and respond from a healthy place. So, you don't look like the problem. What we don't want to end up doing is have someone who's very witty, um, very conniving, be able to twist things around to make you feel like you're actually the problem. The more you can stay calm and just not take it, that's not what I mean, but be able to see what's happening for what it is and respond from a different angle. Number one, it allows you to not have your energy go all over the place. So for me, if I'm trying to have a nice day and someone comes in and tries to disrespect me, the angrier I get, my vibration just completely drips down. And then that means that that person had control over me. They had control over the fact that I was having a nice day and now they came in, said something or did something, and now I'm ticked off. And I don't want someone to have that kind of control over me. So If you are a controlling person, then use this to your advantage and don't allow someone who is wounded, feels uncomfortable, is trying to get a a rise out of you just to feel good about themselves. Make it a point to not give the person what it is that they're actually craving, which is your attention. And again, I think a lot of people, you don't have to be narcissistic. I think or I think a lot of people just want attention. They want to know that they matter. They want the drama. It, it makes them feel important. It gives them, it's an exchange of energy. And so that's something that you're trying to starve the people in your life or starve a random person that's trying to be disrespectful is you're not going to get what it is that you need from me. So let's talk about the first thing. Let's talk about verbal disrespect. This is really, I guess the easy one, because 
in these types of conversations that you're having with people, you can really see the insults, the interruptions, the condescending tone. Um, you can see how they can mess with your emotions. Plus, and we're going to chat about this later on, just why is it so critical to trust your gut when you actually are talking to someone? I think sometimes when we start to feel a little uneasy, we let the ego, our own egos take over. And this is where we take offense to what someone is saying, where we become reactive. And that's what we don't want to do. We want to start slowing down interactions with people that we can be able to spot the disrespect, but not engage in it and be reactive to it. So the offensive words, some, you know, they'll have a way of hurting. (laughs) They're going to hit us and they're going to hurt sometimes, but someone who wants to hurt you and wants to target at your insecurities, that's their issue. That's their stuff that's going on inside of them. And you guys know, if you've listened to me for a while that I constantly repeat myself where I'm always saying, don't take what someone does or says personally. And I know it's hard sometimes. And I know sometimes you are just going to be reactive because you're human. And this isn't about doing it right every single time. You're not going to, but it is about slowing down a little bit to be more aware of how you're feeling in every single moment and taking care of how you feel in every single moment. And again, you're not going to do that right every single time, but if you can start doing it more often than not, you will start to feel the anger, the ego, the insecurity. You'll start to feel this coming up to the surface and you'll start to take responsibility for it. When you don't take responsibility for it and the anger and the jealousy or the insecurity comes up, you're reactive. So just know when you become reactive, you didn't take responsibility for how you were actually feeling in that moment. And these, the more you keep doing that, the more you need things to change, you need someone to say something and do something in order for you to feel better, in order for you to feel good inside. And that's the control that I'm talking about. That's not anyone else's job but yourself. So the damage that someone wants to cause, the relationship that they have with you, or even just a complete stranger, like the the wound that's going on inside of that person is so deep that by saying something offensive, by doing something that's hurtful, by, by, you know, trying to cut you at your knees, they just really want you to be their emotional punching bag. And it doesn't have to be someone that, you know, it can be a complete stranger. So, you know, verbal disrespect, it does take a toll on your emotional well-being. Absolutely. A hundred percent, no doubt about it. And being exposed to constant insults and belittlement is, I mean, it's like having a never ending stress cloud just kind of hanging over you. And it creates this toxic environment that you're in sometimes with this person where you're always on the edge waiting for the next attack. And believe me, that is a level of chronic stress that you can't even imagine. To be honest, it's going to take not just an emotional toll on you, it's going to take a physical toll on you as well. Your physical health does get affected from being in these types of relationships. So, and that's going to lead to all sorts of problems like, you know, heart issues, a weakened immune system, you know, these types of outbursts that you're dealing with, whether it's a partner, whether it's a parent, whether it's a a friend, unfortunately, where there's 
these outbursts and the shouting matches and the name calling and all kinds of other forms of verbal abuse, these not only hurt, but they're going to leave this like lasting kind of traumatic wound or scar inside of you. And it's a constant state of tension that you're living in where you're just waiting for the next explosion. And not only is it going to be emotionally and physically draining, but you're going to get mentally exhausted as well. So how do we actually deal with verbal attacks? I think first off, if it's someone that you can avoid, meaning you don't live with this person, it is a good thing to be aware as to when the attacks are coming and disengaging from them. Now, you being able to disengage from a person means that you're going to have to start practicing how to be calm and strong. And this is not something that if someone out there is listening and they're like, look, I'm not confident. I'm so intimidated by this person. I I don't even know how I could possibly say this. I want you to pretend. I want you to become an actor. You are now an actor playing a role of a character that is very confident. And, and I want you to disengage. I want you to detach from the need or taking on the responsibility that this person is going to feel uncomfortable and that that's your job to tend to it. It's not your job. Your job is to only be able to disengage from a person who's being disrespectful, disengage from a conversation that is not healthy for you, and leaving that interaction because it's something that's now actually causing you pain. And just even being able to be honest with when you speak to me like that, I'm going to have to disengage from this conversation. When you start having this tone and you start name calling or you're shouting or this or that, I I don't communicate with anyone who talks to me like that. Just saying those words and then leaving. I mean, what you basically just did is you enforced a boundary that when you speak to me this way, I stop. And there is no going back and forth. I'm not going to give you anything. I'm not going to overly explain. I'm not going to get offended by what you're saying and try to convince you of my side. None of those things are going to happen. And I think more often than not, I don't think people just take the verbal abuse. I think what they do is they go toe-to-toe with the person in the ring and they try to convince this person of something else because they said something that was hurtful. I can't believe you would say that. How dare, you know, why would you say that? Or they're trying to, maybe the the abuser or the person in front of them is trying to manipulate them and they're just getting really frustrated by the situation and they start over explaining themselves or whatever that is. There's, there's an engagement in this interaction that's happening and that is what absolutely needs to stop. So you're, you're not, not standing up for yourself by not talking. What you're telling the person is when you do this, you're not going to get what you usually get out of me. That takes a way more strength than you constantly telling this person off. So with verbal disrespect, it's important to remember that it is not, you should never be on guard. You should never be on edge in a relationship because you fear having this Discover the remarkable journey of Anonymous John. No one likes feeling alone, anxious, or overweight. But John refused to let his circumstances define him. When his weight ballooned to a staggering 600 pounds, he made a choice to take control of his life. 
He began documenting his journey in his journal, and after shedding his first 103 pounds, he decided to share his story with the world. Through his journal, he offers inspiration and hope to anyone struggling with similar challenges. If you're looking to be inspired and uplifted, the Anonymous John podcast is for you. Join us on this journey of transformation and visit our website, theanonymousjohn.com. Conversation, you fear the nasty words or the condescending tone or the belittlement or any of those kind of things. And you have to really be able to understand why a person is doing what they're doing. For me, that really helped when I start to un- when I started to get that this person was doing this because they were insecure or they were having a bad day and that this didn't have anything to do with me, then I didn't, first off, I didn't take it personally. So I found myself not over explaining myself so much, but I also stopped the negativity right there. I forced that person to own that uncomfortable feeling that they were having and that it wasn't mine any longer. I think the more I tried to keep talking and talking or yelling or getting into an argument with someone, the more it just, I let the behavior continue to happen. And it doesn't mean that the person's going to change by you changing, but they will definitely change how they interact with you and they'll just go find another emotional punching bag. And that's what you want. You want someone to go and find someone else to disrespect because as long as it's not you, it's not your job to change this person and to teach them that what they're doing is completely unhealthy. So, you know, the biggest thing with all forms of disrespect is really listening to your gut. It's, can you face verbal disrespect? Can you trust your gut feeling that it's telling you that this isn't okay? If you're in a conversation or a relationship that makes you feel uncomfortable, are you, you know, don't just ignore those feelings. You have to, your gut is really like an internal radar. And you, it is your responsibility to make that inner child, that part of you feel safe. And if you're in environments where you don't feel safe, that is because you are not taking yourself out of those environments and you are not standing up for yourself. You are not protecting your emotional and mental health. So trust your gut, acknowledge those feelings and be ready to address the situation. I you know, I just talked about boundaries recently on the podcast. Boundaries are a real thing. And and you practicing boundaries, whether it's setting a boundary with a person that's causing the disrespect or even, you know, learning how, learning what phrases to say to just start in disengaging from someone and just walking away. How do I do that and also stand up for myself. So we don't want to just do a silent treatment on a person and just shut down. We want to be able to talk and communicate because your words have energy linked to them and they're going to show how confident you are. And this is you basically setting your ground rules that, you know, dealing with disrespect starts with setting those boundaries, which you're going to start doing. And these are like your personal rules for respectful communication. And it's it's really vital to be clear about what you won't tolerate and to calmly and firmly communicate those boundaries. And that and that's a practice. It definitely is. So whether you are rehearsing it in the shower, no no matter what it is, but you have to rehearse and practice being calm and not interrupting the person, not engaging, just telling them that this is now, you feel as though this is now going too far and 
Unfortunately, you're not going to continue the interaction of the conversation with this person until they can speak to you in a kinder way. I mean, really, that's just it. When it comes to nonverbal, really what we're talking about is, and let's dig into some things we've all encountered at some point, but you know, maybe you just didn't really even give it much thought because sometimes that nonverbal disrespect, it can really creep up on that ego because it really will just like trigger you. And you you don't want to become reactive to someone because of things like their body language, (laughs) where you can just blatantly see that they're annoyed or angry or whatever, or they're talking and their eyes are rolling, or they're just, you know, the hands are folded, there's a big sigh, and those kind of facial expressions that basically say, I can't even, or this is ridiculous, those kind of little gestures. And even though they seem harmless, you can definitely become reactive to them. So you don't want to start stirring up this storm, this argument, just because someone wants to be a little immature and they don't want to handle themselves in a healthier way. So there is power in those silent signals that sometimes we don't really become aware of that are ticking us off. And sometimes we're sending out those nonverbal signals without even realizing it. You know, if you've ever eye rolled before when someone was talking or sighed so loudly, you are really practicing this this aspect of nonverbal disrespect. And instead of just listening to a person and not making these gestures, because first off, those gestures will just tick someone off. It's not, you don't even need to say a word. Just the way you can show how you're feeling on your face says it all. And with the wrong person, it's just going to turn into World War III. And that's what we don't want to do. Now, the tricky part is that these nonverbal kind of cues aren't always crystal clear. When you roll your eyes, are you just frustrated or are you dismissing the other person? Guys, I am so excited about my new course, a 30-day mindset makeover. We all have times in our life when things are just too much to handle. We are stressed, we are overwhelmed, we're just going through a lot, and honestly, we just don't even feel like ourselves. And it can be so extremely frustrating because we don't even know where to begin at times. The situations sometimes that we're put into are a lot to take, and that's why it's so important to learn how to give yourself a much-needed reboot. So whether you are trying to heal from something, looking to achieve something, or just wanting to work on yourself in general, this is really the ultimate guide for you to not just get back to who you used to be, but to become an even stronger version of yourself. So you guys, I want you to know that this course is a course that you're going to take every day. It's going to be a ton of information because you know me, I am all about feeding your mind and getting yourself to a healthy point in your life. So this in this course, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you the tools, the tips, the education, and insight to fill yourself up daily, feed your mind so you can feel empowered, hopeful, and excited for what's to come. So I hope you guys will join me in my new 30-day mindset makeover. Links are below. And that's what the other person doesn't know. They don't know that maybe you're just frustrated with this conversation or you're just, you know, 
drained mentally from having this conversation or if you are just really dismissing them in general. So they don't know that. So did that sigh mean that you're really tired or that you think this conversation is like a snooze fest and you want nothing to do with it because you think they're absolutely ridiculous? So that type of confusion can creep in. So it's not just about knowing these cues when you're dealing with other people, but it's also recognizing when you yourself might be even doing some of these things. So being able to deal with nonverbal disrespect and recognizing it, it might be a little harder because those cues will really trigger you and get you ticked off. And then you'll start with the attitude and the tone and and saying something that you don't mean to say. And it can also be a huge indication of just a misunderstanding, like I said, where the person thinks that you're being disrespectful and you didn't mean to be, and now they don't believe you and it becomes like a whole mess. So Open communication can definitely clear up misunderstandings, but you also have to be able to own the fact that you did roll your eyes or you did do this, and that isn't something that you should be doing. So I think it's just one, I think it's just about being able to recognize when you are being rude and owning it and not being reactive to the person in front of you, whether you are exhausted or frustrated, then maybe you need a timeout and you giving yourself that timeout can avoid you making those gestures in general. So let's talk about boundaries. I think boundaries are one of the clearest signs of disrespect when someone is constantly crossing those personal boundaries, whether they're emotional boundaries, physical, it doesn't matter. They may ignore your requests for space. They might not listen to what you think and how you feel, or they might just repeatedly push you into like uncomfortable situations, meaning they're trying to manipulate you and force you either through guilt or shame or things like that to do something that you don't want to do. So that, and I'm not going to get too deep into like every single aspect of disrespect because that these, each thing in itself is its own topic and boundaries is something that we've talked about for so long on the podcast and on my YouTube channel. But look in, you have to know when a boundary has been violated first and foremost, and the trusting of your gut. I'm going to say it constantly throughout this entire podcast. It's important. You have to be able to have that internal compass that says this doesn't feel good. So the more that you ignore that and you ignore your feelings when someone dismisses or belittles you or, you know, belittles your emotions or your opinions, it's a sign of disrespect. And They may mock your feelings, they may avoid discussing important topics, or make you feel like your concerns really just don't matter. So the boundaries, ignoring your feelings, all of those things are forms of disrespect. They're a form of, it doesn't really matter what's going on with you, I don't want to deal with this, or I'm not concerned with dealing with you right now and how you feel. I don't really care because I'm kind of caught up in my own stuff. Or sometimes people really just don't want to be respectful because they're takers, they're abusers, they're people that want to criticize and just talk over you because it's all about them. So if someone is frequently criticizing you, your choices or your actions without ever constructive feedback and support, then that's a form of disrespect. This constant negativity that can erode 
I mean, honestly, it can just erode your self-esteem and how you feel about yourself when you're constantly getting criticized. And if you were raised in those environments, then as an adult, when someone does criticize you, you won't be able to take it. Whether it is constructive or not, you won't be able to take it because it's been something that you took for so long that it feels damaging rather than it being something that could possibly be helpful. So even something like that where the person is trying to give constructive feedback, if you're not healthy and whole and feel good inside, you're not going to be able to take it. So there's a difference between constructive feedback and supportiveness, and those two have to be together. It can't be constructive feedback constantly because eventually that'll feel like criticism. Um, But the balance of giving someone feedback and support is where it turns into something that's actually healthy. So things like disrespecting or interrupting someone, I should say. I I know there were plenty of relationships where it was a constant, constant talking over you, whether it was me doing it or the other person doing it. You know, I have to say that probably isn't one of the biggest things that I struggled with in terms of disrespect. I think mine was more of the nonverbal cues, but the talking over is definitely something that was so incredibly frustrating in relationships because it was just constant. It was all the time. I could never get a word in edgewise. The person always felt like they wanted to, and now in hindsight, I realize those people that really struggled with this form of disrespect and did it often were the narcissists, were the people that just felt as though what they had to say mattered and they didn't try to listen to the other person, to me or to the other person and have empathy for what it was that they were actually saying. So right there, sign of disrespect. Now, how you handle that is really, well, first thing, I think a lot of times when people are interrupting, they're trying to prove their point and just letting, just even telling someone that the more you keep interrupting me, the more I am going to have to stop this conversation because it's not becoming constructive. It's becoming you talking. So it's never ever what you say. It's all in how you say it. So if I can stay calm and say that, then I'm probably going to get more of what I want out of the situation than me rolling my eyes and sighing and getting annoyed because this person keeps talking over me. And if it continues, then I just disengage. So the biggest thing with disrespect is boundaries. How much can I, how well am I at setting boundaries and enforcing them. So enforcing them looks like, hey, look, if you keep interrupting me, the conversation's going to stop. Eventually, someone's going to get the hint, get the cue, and they are going to stop doing this because you're teaching them that when you do it, I'm going to stop. And you're just going to keep doing that and doing that until eventually they, they learn this lesson. You know, something, and people are different with this one, but I think you know, fail, someone who can never, ever keep their promise. First off, I just think that that's a a crappy friend. So you don't even want that person because it basically means that if you're repeatedly breaking a promise or a commitment, it's just, it's showing a lack of disrespect in terms of obviously your time, but it's showing that it just, it doesn't matter to you. And that's a, a reason in itself to not necessarily even have to enforce a boundary. It just gives you the obvious you don't really care about anyone else but yourself it's it's not 
important to make this relationship a priority. So for that one, I think you just have to look at the quality of the relationship and who the person is and whether or not they are trying to have the type of relationship that you actually want. Whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, you're looking for people that value the things that you value. And even when there is a difference of opinion, the more you can be vulnerable and communicate that difference and see that person's reaction, see if something changes because they honestly do care and you know they're bad, they didn't even know that they were doing it, then you can actually have a great relationship with someone. So it's not about finding someone that's perfect, but it is about you being healthy enough to not be passive on how things are making you feel and being able to be confident enough to tell someone how something is making you feel and then being healthy enough to be able to monitor, is this actually changing or is it just staying the same? You know, not keeping your promise, dismissing your concerns. It's kind of like the same thing. If the person is constantly playing down your concerns or a problem, it really just suggests that your feelings don't really matter, that your feelings are not taken seriously. And they may respond with something like defensiveness or invalidation. Those could be things that you're seeing often as someone who's constantly getting defensive. And for me, I would always want to know why are you getting defensive? What's really going on inside of you that's causing this wall to come up for you not to be concerned about this or for whatever the defensiveness, you know, has to do with. But I always want to know why is someone actually being defensive? What, when you get really good at this, you'll be able to know before you even ask the question. But in the beginning, I think it's good to get those wheels turning in that person so they can even understand themselves on why they're doing what they're doing. But that can only happen when you're in a friendship or relationship with someone that's somewhat open to self-development and working on themselves and owning their stuff. If you're not dealing with that type of person, then these questions are pretty pointless because you're not going to be able to get through that brick wall because they don't they don't want to go deep. They don't want to own anything. They just want you to constantly change and give them what they need in order to feel good. And that's just not going to happen. So this is where we're starting to learn, okay, this person's not healthy and maybe I need to get out of this relationship. Maybe I need to leave this friendship. You even, um, one of the things for me that I didn't realize was happening was the, I don't want to say the condescending comments, but it was more of like the little tiny digs that made me feel uncomfortable in public where it was like, I don't want to just blatantly be like, oh, it's humiliation, but these embarrassing, I guess, humiliating moments where you're in front of friends or family or whoever, and it's a clear sign that this person is being disrespectful. And it can be damaging to obviously your self-esteem, but can it can also damage your relationship because I don't trust that you're going to be respectful when we're out in public. And really, these kind of digs and comments have to mostly do with I need to feel good when I'm around people. And me making these comments in some way makes me feel like I'm funny or I'm better than this person. So that rudeness, the the insults, whether it is name calling or it's just like 
insulting language or little disrespectful jokes that, oh, I was joking. And it's like, well, no, that was actually just obviously a form of disrespect. Obviously, it can be hurtful and it can be demeaning. So the way we handle that is through that communication that why would you say that? You know, why would you think it's funny? Why would you think it's appropriate? And learning what is the boundary that you need to enforce with this person to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Um, I think that those kind of conversations, whether it is a friend or romantic partner, they just have to have happen. They they have to happen because if they don't, you are ignoring the disrespect. You're allowing it to happen because you're not standing up for yourself and you can't ignore those feelings. Because if you do, it's going to affect your self-esteem. It just is. So whether it's the insults, the humiliation, whatever it is that we've been talking about, whether it's just a lack of support, whether it's controlling behavior, whether it is manipulation, whether it is gaslighting, all of these things, they're forms of disrespect. And it really doesn't matter what it is that someone's trying to throw at you. It's how you are going to respond that's going to help your relationship with this person, um, or it's going to, you know, cause the relationship to deteriorate and go away, which that's not always a bad thing. But the biggest thing with you in all of these different forms of disrespect is how you're going to approach a situation. Very easy, but not always easy to do because it's going to be a practice. Number one, if it's a person that's in your life that you know really well, I want you to start figuring out what are the constant things that this person does. Because every person, even the most unhealthy person, they're not going to do every single one of these things constantly all day, every day. They're going to have a couple that they like to do often. And those are the things that you need to be very aware of that they're doing. And when they do them, how are you going to start responding? Well, first off, you're going to respond differently because you're going to be more self-aware because you are going to know what those things are. So just the simple fact that I know the two or three things that you like to do often, that means that when they start to happen, I'm already more self-aware of that, that I'm not going to be as reactive because I'm aware that it's happening. I'm aware that it has nothing to do with me. And now I'm going to do something differently. So that's kind of like step one. And I have to say, as simple as that sounds, it actually really does help to just slow your energy down a little bit to not be so reactive. So just slowing down that interaction a little bit, it really, really helps. I absolutely promise you. The next thing is going to be really getting comfortable with your elevator speech. What are the things that you're going to say that's going to just acknowledge the elephant in the room? There's no engaging in the with the elephant in the room. There's just an acknowledgement of it. So that's kind of step two. Step three is how do I enforce that you're not listening, you're not owning it, you're not changing, nothing, you know, it's, it's continuing to happen. And so what needs to happen in terms of those are the three, it's really the only three things that you should be doing constantly if you're dealing with a lot of disrespect in a relationship. So you guys, I hope this 
helped. There's so many, every relationship is so different. Every person is so different, but this is, yeah, it's about education and educating yourself on what these things are. But the biggest thing is how are you going to respond and react? And it has to be a goal. You have to say, okay, I'm going to completely own this. I am going to do something differently when they do this. Stop just being a broken record and doing the same thing over and over again, expecting this person to change, they are not going to. So I want you to challenge yourself this week that when this person does this or says something that you find disrespectful, that bothers you, I want you to start doing something differently starting today. Take responsibility for yourself, have more self-awareness, slow down, and just do something different. And the more you do that time and time again, it will become very natural for you to stand up for yourself, for you to acknowledge the elephant in the room, to be able to also deal with what this person is going to do and say and how it's going to make you feel. So start today. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope it gave you a ton of information. Please share this podcast with Anyone, this is just mental health for everyone. I think everyone needs this information, quite honestly. There's a bunch of free content down below in terms of free courses where you can check out uh, different, actually there is a free course on boundaries down below. So I will definitely link that for you guys to check out and start working on that today. I hope you guys are well. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you in the next podcast episode.